Brat and Court Talk Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, presented by PureFandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. How's that beautiful, desolate world out there, fellow Helsingers? Well, it's not as good as China, but, you know, things are getting up. And, well, not really. Sam's back. Oh, Sam is definitely back, as are some other familiar faces. We got the Johnson family back. Yeah. We're happy a little reunion going on there. Hmm. Yeah, and good old Felix, remember? I thought he lost lost his tongue. He did. Now he kind of talks with a list. He lost half his tongue. Just Poor thing. Bit. Yes, yeah, it's a little bit there. Anyhow, before we break down the episode, just want to remind everybody to check us out at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If you show a movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad CB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well. Just keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You, you can also check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? Uh, there is a How to Survive in the Wilderness group. I probably need that. Yeah, probably. Which reminds me, I need to buy a whistle. But anyhow, that's different. Survival whistles, always a good thing to have. Okay. Oh, well, do, do, does it scare with bears? It can. Okay. And it can also help people find you when you're lost in the mountains. Hopefully I don't become I lost in the mountains when yeah. I'm in Colorado and I've already returned. Yeah. Jarrett wants to go camping to some place where like it has no cell phone. In the out of doors? Brain. In the out of doors. And like my directional, like I'm, I'm bad with directions. I, I need a camp compass and a, and, and a map a and compass? then somebody who can use those. Yeah, no, out of doors. You know what happens in the out of doors, right? Yeah, you die because I've been watching Friday the 13th, like back to back, because those are my movies. Love those. There are animals out there that will eat you with their face. Yeah, like bears. Yeah, bears and tigers and lions. Oh, my. And cougars. And cougars. Yeah, actually, one of the Airbnbs that we had for our trip, right? Uh huh. Said, uh beware dangerous animals in the area, like bears and cougars and rattlesnakes. I'm like, I don't want to step outside the door. I was going to say, I want to stay in my car. No, I'm done. Good. Check, please. (laughs) (laughs) You city boy. Hey, I can run and I can lift. I'm good. I'm like... Can can you climb a tree? I can climb a tree. I'm like 70% there for the apocalypse, except for wildlife. (laughs) I'm good. I'm not. That's where I'm at. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So we went way off. The yes, wall with that yes one. we did. But the, the other things that you can find on Facebook, <laughs> Brad and Court Talk Peer Fandom Group, where we talk about everything, just like we just did. You see how we rambled? We do that, but like for other shows and movies and different things that we like. And we have a bunch of other people who enjoy this like, same kind of things. So if you want to let, let us know what you want to hear about or talk about, stop in on the group and just drop your comment. Yes. And I promise we'll chit chat with you about anything you want. Uh, keep it PC though, okay? Uh, <laughs> or was it PG? Yeah, keep it BG. Either way. Like like Venom. <laughs> <laughs> we also have our Van Helsing group uh, where we have a bunch of great people over there. And sometimes the actors and other folks will drop by and leave us little stories and comments about what's going on on the show. And also we have our Watchers of Anarchy group where we're talking about the Mayans over on FX. So check those out. Sure enough. But let's talk Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Oh, my God. Sam is back. So this week was 304 Rusty Cage. It was directed by Michael Nankin and, of course, has all of our great stars in it. Um, 
uh, including the awesome Christopher Hyredale. Mm-hmm. He freaks me the hell out. Oh, anything that starts with him humming? Yeah, I'm just, no. <laughs> I, I, I want him to sing Sweet Sue forever, though. He's he's got it going, man. His he just kills this character. It is just so much different than everything else I've seen him in. And I wonder if he had he sat down and chatted with young Sam because young Sam also creeps me out. That little oh, young actor, yeah, he did definitely. an amazing job. Oh my god. I just I don't know. It's just we have nothing more terrifying than Sam humming. His flashback <laughs> of he wasn't a Bad boy, I guess, but being it was it was his father. It was bad parenting. He well, he wasn't. He was a bad seed. (laughs) Not necessarily. I his father didn't help at all. But you know, well, then again, when his father said, "You'll never see me again," well, he did actually get stabbed in the eye before that. And young Sam was killing animals and cats and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure his upbringing before we saw it wasn't so good. Well, Sam was a very whole nature and nurture weren't helping each other. Yeah, Sam was very much in killer uh, serial killer mode. Before he then. was, and his father, you know, you won't see me again, and points his finger at his face. And Why would you do that? Yeah, bit off his finger. So he now we kind of figured out where the whole finger thing came from, right? Yep, that's where his whole fascination came yeah. from with the fingers. Yeah, it was interesting. Oh my god! Uh, we find that Ivory is holed up with uh, Scar, Scab, and yes, yeah, Scab. Oh, I did I say Scar? Oh, I know why I said Scar because like the Lion King was in town. I keep seeing it on like TV like all the time. <laughs> it's like Lion King. Oh, be prepared. Yes. So the uh, Ivory is uh, holed up with Scar, and they are mm-hmm. trapped by two very Canadian guys. Eh? Uh huh. They were being hunted, <laughs> and it was daylight, so they were stuck. They thought they were good to go, but that didn't happen because they got taken out by Scab, or not Scab, but Scar. Scar was actually see. I was right. Scar was the guy with the the vampire with the scar. So he, his name is Scar. Well, that's or we don't they, know his name yet. That's what uh, they uh, they called him last week. On, okay, not two weeks ago on the episode. Oh, oh, um, right? Axel. Yeah, Axel called him Scar. Okay. So they kind of take out. That ivory. makes sense. Flesh scab scar. Yeah, okay, I'm down with it. It's all good. See, I wasn't really that bad. Um, so they, they pull them out, and Ivory really starts taking them out. She's kind of a badass, oh as we God, know. Oh, my God, she's a badass. But they regenerate, which is really kind of cool. And that eyeball coming back out, that was great. I loved it. That was gross. It was kind of <laughs> cool, though. And But Scab doing what he said, to, you know, she told him to hide, and he was staying hidden. She was protecting him, which was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that when he came out to kind of mourn, that like mourn I've her. never seen Scab with like just that amount of emotion. We know he loved uh, Julius when he was loyal to him, but like this whole dynamic he has he has now with Ivory, I love it. It's amazing. Right, he is very dedicated to whoever he's with, and but with her, it's different. I think. I mean, it's it's a whole different thing, and we find out that she's changed and. I, I love the fact that before she was bitten by um, Scar, mm-hmm. she was doing that burning, that slow burn thing. That was really cool. She's got the more, well, we're not full sunlight. We're like just, you know, half sunlight or whatever. Yeah. So she was slowly burning and she was doing really well. 
And when he came out, he was doing that same thing too. I love that effect. I think it's amazing. Yeah, the whole smoky skin thing and where you could see just the fiery patches in and, their cheeks and, a were, and the of, blackening. It was really cool. Right, a little bit of flesh just floating off, just burnt and stuff like that. And she wanted to turn him so he, they could go back and rule the sisterhood. And first it, she was like, no. And then he did, and suddenly it was a totally new thing. And now with the new blood, they are more. They are they so much more. They're so, so much, much more, more powerful. Um, they can now walk in the sun. They're now day walkers, and they can heal. Right, and we and with them we find out that they go back to find a sisterhood. Right, and uh huh, it is all burnt and gone in ashes. The the sisters are they've been attacked by men. Mm-hmm. And, and now the sisterhood has been decimated. There are only a few sisters left. So I'm kind of wondering, and she's passing the gift on with them. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is this going to be a vampire faction versus vampire faction happen? But Absolutely. Wh- but how can that happen if they're all basically immortal and they doesn't like heal from everything? Well, can they heal if somebody's head gets chopped off all the way? Well, we haven't seen that I, yet. The, Will a head grow back? We don't know, but it's a whole thing. I mean, that's basically they'll have to, you know, one sword rules them all. There can be only one. It may it be. I and agree. what happens if they get a Vanessa bite? I, I, will they turn back? They'll turn back to human. They'll be like Julius in flesh. Will they? That's the question. That's the Maybe. whole thing. It's, well, we never know because her bite always does something different. And we've never seen it happen where they've been, have these kind of powers before they're turned back. Right. It's weird. I mean, I don't know. I'm looking. I love this whole thing. I love the ivory and uh, scab thing. It's great. Would her, would her bite work on them at all? Since they've been changed? I don't know if it would. Interesting. They've evolved in vampirehood. They've moved up the chain, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, They're he, now at the top. Because we watched the evolution of, of Scab from where he was. He's moved up, like, many paces. Oh, for sure. Like, even, like, the way he moves has changed. Right. He's no longer as animalistic as he was. Yeah. Yeah, because she, she won't let him. Like, she wants to feed on humans only. Right, and she wouldn't let him feed on the... Uh, tiger thing (laughs) yeah okay so yeah i'm looking so much forward to the rest of their story and Mm -hmm. how things go with them so back to sam we have his flashbacks where he was getting the crap beat out of him and i was kind of wondering if he had a vision issue also Mm -hmm. (sighs) well what was it is it nearsighted farsighted so i think he has that going on and then we already knew he was he was nearly deaf we already knew that. I forgot so, that he had glasses on at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. And so that, that when he turned into a vampire, that kind of fixed a lot of that. Right. So then in the past, how, how did you interpret this? Because I was really confused for a bit there. Was the Ba, which uh, well, I thought it was the Ba to start with. It was actually I, the... It's not the Ba? No. I, I thought that was the Ba. No, that's the Oracle. Oh, right, 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 because the red versus the black. Right, and that's the oracle that was whispering. Who found Vanessa. Right. Yeah. So the the oracle is setting all the pieces into play. The oracle somehow found Sam where he was and prepared him for what he needs to do. Um, I thought it was cool that we found out that that juvenile detention center where we were last season is actually where Sam was after he tried to kill his father. So, yeah, it was really interesting to find out they were in the same area detention center that he was in when he was a kid. I mean, and it makes sense that he ended up back there, like, again. Because initially, I was wondering about the whole timeline. We already t- kind of time-traveled 
or dream walked with Vanessa in the last episode. So this time around, we had the flashback to when he was a kid. And then I was trying to figure out when everything was happening with the, with the Johnson family. Cause I got confused initially right. if they were the same people that were murdered <laughs> by Sam and, um, and Mo previously, but no, like that was a whole other group. So we are good with saying the Oracle was seeing Sam back in the day. Yes. I'm good with that because the Oracle also somehow saved Vanessa or made sure she was found after the accident. So the, I think the Oracle has been working behind the scenes to make some things happen. We don't know why oh yet, but we're God. definitely going to find out this season. Is Sam going to be teamed up with Vanessa at the end to take, I that would not be think so, so weird. I do oh. not think so. But, but that whole thing with having him build whatever he was putting together with the teeth and the metal like that was that was wild. Okay, and then her talking about he needed um, the right partner. Right, you knew that wasn't going to be Mo, right? I had a thought maybe it was going to be him. Well, the minute they started doing that whole juxtaposition when they were doing the hunting mm-hmm. with um, with Mo, and then um, the other with the Johnson guy, was he with Felix at that moment? Or did Felix go out later and get the deer by himself? No, he was with him. At, no, that wasn't Felix. That was another guy, I thought. Okay. So we saw that whole thing. But then we had that conversation between the two guys with the Johnson family where the one didn't want to take Felix with him because he was different after his encounter with um Right. Well, I guess Sam. it was Felix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he was traumatized. And then maybe it turned him a little bit darker with everything that he went through. And like we saw later that he went ahead and he did kill the deer. And like he didn't have a regret or he, he was able to make the kill. I don't know. I don't know like what they were trying to say with that. Like he was able to make the kill where the other kid couldn't make the kill. Right. Yeah. It was something different. Um, yeah. yeah. And so for what whatever it is. Okay. Oh, so we had at the end that scene where Felix is going in for the kill and then he looks to Sam and then he's able to stop himself and control like his urge to kill where Mo couldn't do that. And at that point, Sam kind of decides that he's the one that he needs, the one that the Oracle kind of foresaw. And um, I thought that was just a really cool moment. I feel bad. Well, that- he, he had already turned him. So when did he decide that? Felix was the one and not Muhammad because he kind of put Muhammad to the test to send him down there to get him. And I thought, well, yeah, he put him in a box. <laughs> but I thought that's where the change had come from. But I don't know. Maybe he thought he could just. I, I, I was it a two for like, okay, if this doesn't work, I'll come back and get Muhammad or I'll right. take Felix. Well, at that point, he had already called Muhammad a mouse. Or he was now the mouse, the, the same way, the, the weak one. Because that's how the guys at the juvenile center used to treat him. Like, he was considered the mouse, the one who was always running away, who wasn't strong enough to do what had to be done. Right, until he beat the crap out of them and almost and pretty much killed uh-huh. him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Even his friend, yeah. who taught him how to solder, he just, don't point a finger at me, it's not going to end up with all of you. Yeah, like, that was just a bad idea. No all the way around yeah. letting him near any kind of tools yeah i was like no. that, was, that was my first thought. i was like yeah okay you're teaching this kid with a blowtorch hmm yeah. and then my other issue when he was making his little totem mm-hmm. that he just got done blowtorching it and security guy just picked it up and i'm like ow my hand hurts metal hot <laughs> that's just me <laughs> so yeah it's he's been I, oh that whole part about sam dismissing tabby 
yeah. the girl and just going, go on now. That was like, oh, creepy. Yeah, it amazes me that Sam has so much control over himself and his urges. He did. He's he's a different vampire. I think we talked about that before. He is a different yeah. strain of everything. And this episode really kind of brings it together with the Oracle talking about the totem. Yeah. Is Sam an elder? Because all the elders have totems. He has a totem. Ooh. Does that make Sam an elder? Because, I mean, an elder doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be old. He just has to be in control of his blood and have its special abilities. I don't think that totem's for him. You think it's for somebody else? I think it's for either the bot or the oracle. Why would he build a totem for somebody else? I, well, I guess because they, yeah, because okay. they, they they told him to do it. We've only seen one totem. The only totem we've seen is the one that goes with uh, Elder Susan, which was the bracelet. Right. All right. And so when she when she came to him one of the first times, she was like, "It's time to begin. It's time to end. You know what you need. Um, the one who stands with you must be worthy." Right. So the first thing he needed was the totem. I'm not sure who the totem's for. I don't think it's for Sam, though. And then he needed his partner, mm-hmm. who is Felix. And it was a very telltale part when he dropped his fingers and his partial tongue after he Ooh. took on Felix and took over the totem. Because the fingers was his totem. That was a very creepy thing. When he's looking down at Mohammed, his little fingers were like, hey, how you doing? I love the music at the end there where Sam and Felix were hunting. That was awesome. Uh-huh. It was just stressful. That yeah, was stressful. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, Felix is trainable. Yeah, that's pretty much, he was more trainable than Mohammed was. And, yeah, I, I like it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just wondering what's going to happen with Mohammed next. Like, is Vanessa going to find him? Is is one of our other group gonna come across Muhammad? Oh, I'd love to have Vanessa find him and turn him back in. But Vanessa's like far, far away now. So yeah, she's going to San Francisco. Yeah. So I don't know. Everybody else is far, far away. As far as we know, Muhammad's just kind of stuck where he is. But where is Muhammad? In a hole in the ground that no one's ever gonna go back to. Or he's just there, just like uh Axel was until he pops up again. Like we're saving him for later. True. That he's not dead, so we know that part. So yeah, yeah, he'll just be really weak. All right. So you got anything else for this one? Uh, no, just I love that the fact that Sam uh, hid his totem or whoever's totem in that in that trophy. Like clearly, nobody looked in it all this time, and that it had fingers in there too. Yeah, it did. You saw that, right? Yeah, I saw the fingers. That was kind of weird. In a like, way. Oh, Sam. Oh, 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 my other favorite part. I don't know if you realized it because you didn't watch Buffy and I'm really mad at you still. Oh, the Buffy part. Yes, I totally yes. got the Buffy part. Oh, my God. Season two finale of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If for whatever reason you missed this show, go back and watch it again just for the epic way that season two ends. Like, I swear, um, I cried. On my, I was on the phone with my friend while we were watching this. This was pre-Twitter. This was how we live tweeted. We talked on the phone during the entire episode. Actually, we only talked during the commercials. I bawled like a crazy person at the end of this episode. It was just so perfect. Yes. But yeah, so these kids don't have any concept of TV because they've been in the vampire apocalypse for almost all their lives or whatever. Or it's just been gone. And so they now have the, the great tradition of um, oral tradition, the way they used to do things way back in the day. 
Can you imagine people talking about some of the shows that we love, just telling them as stories? I love. I thought it was really great. I was trying to figure out what the name of that movie was that had a really great one with it was Dragon Fire, Dragon something. Um, uh, oh, Christian Bale, Fire in the Sky, Fire was it? No, not Fire in the Sky, but crap, I can't remember who was in it now. Um, Woody Harrelson was in it. Just Rain of Fire. No, just yeah, Woody Harrelson was in it. Rain of Fire. That's the one. And they were doing the uh, the scene of Star Wars and then talking oh. about the Dark Knight. Remember that part? And it uh-huh. was like one of those in the future type where we're like retelling the story as we remember it. And the Dark Knight went <laughs> and yeah, so I love that part that it, you know you have to carry on a tradition to storytelling and stuff like that. Yeah, that's so cool. And then I love that they came back around with one of the oldest oral stories that there ever were, um, when the little girl, when Tavi said, Grindel's back. And mm-hmm. Grindel, of course, is from Beowulf, one of the oldest oral tales. Right, and that's what they were calling him before when they were doing all the stories at yeah. the camp. Which it was really cool. They had a lot of cool stuff going on in that camp. It's yeah. A lot of nice, nice stuff. So, I'm glad most of them survived. I Yeah, we'll, we'll see them again, I'm sure. They did yeah. not have red shirts on. I need them to have a, a better security system or like just not be out in the open in the woods. Well, they did only lose two people. Yeah. That's well, the main odds. guy. Well, yeah, you know, it's pretty good odds. Well, anyhow, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Winona Earp. Uh we're Magicians. Ready, magicians. We're getting ready to knock up another one for Channel Zero. Krypton. Yep, Krypton. Siren from Freeform. A lot of amazing stuff. And there are a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Absolutely. And if you have any thoughts or comments on the episode, let us know what your favorite moment was. Uh, Drop us a comment in the section below, or you can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, or you can send us an email at brightencourttalk at gmail.com. All right. Until next time. Uh, just like if you have a, a a group out in the vampire apocalypse, I just need you to have a better system, like better than like just being out in the open. I, that, uh, that throws me <laughs> like there are vampires lurking, lurking, there are Grendel's lurking and you're camping. Don't don't camp. The outdoors um, can hurt you. Or, yeah. Like or figure out a way to kind of sleep up in the trees. Oh, can vampires climb trees? Probably. Probably. Mm. But like you just need a whole security system or something. Help. I've been attacked by a vampire and I can't get up. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.